What's up, everybody? That one's from my brother, Matt. Uh, Give me some feedback on some of my earlier sure ones. Uh, definitely helps. Uh, it definitely, you know, feedback, regardless uh, uh, if you can, you know, handle it in this business or not. You may, you may, you may or may not enjoy it. Uh, but, sorry, uh, one second. Uh, but, uh, either way, you're going to get better because if that's, that's the thing about this business, man. You, uh, you adapt to die, and you learn to get better, and practice, and read, and maybe go to auditions and bomb, perform and bomb, or or maybe just do podcasts that aren't great, or maybe you have to go go back to the drawing board, do a ton of research, and you know realize that your hobbies are everything that you should be talking about. So, uh, thanks, bro. Appreciate that. Um, What's up, everybody? That's right. It's an episode, of, another episode of Nerdin' and Learning with me, Old Uncle Rapsheet. That's right, Nate Channing. It's June fourteenth, two thousand eighteen, and how are you? Happy birthday to my pops! Woo, man, he's getting old. I think he's 59. White Buffalo in the background there, who uh, started out, started out the show. That's right, everybody. Welcome and thank you for tuning in today. It is uh, three o'clock p.m., which is exactly when I love to do my show. For some reason, it always turns out that way because uh, I I don't know. I guess I, I'm I'm more of an afternoon kind of guy. I do apologize for only one episode this week. However, it's been uh, it's been a little strange here for everyone at Nerd and Learning. Um, I've been a little busy, uh, trying, uh, Jordan and I, uh, during San Francisco Comic-Con weekend, um, well, she got into a car accident and I don't have my own vehicle as of right now. So there was definitely an incident and we had to take stock of what was really important. And I will say this, the public servants that, that arrived at the scene, the fire department, uh, firehouse one, uh, here in Santa Rosa, California, definitely thank you so much. Uh, for all of your hard work, uh, the gentlemen that helped us, unfortunately, I forget their names right now. They did they did uh, great jobs for sure. And the uh, officers that showed up on the scene, Officer Ramsey from the East Bay, and I forget the female officer's name. They were great public servants. They weren't hassling us at all. It was at 10 a.m. She was on the way to the dentist. And, you know, just uh, she, uh, when you're pulling out of, onto Santa Rosa Avenue, uh, man, there needs to be lights or roundabouts or something because... There's certainly, mind you, I'm not in city management. (laughs) 
So I can't necessarily negate what should and shouldn't happen, I think, with uh, with uh, city infrastructure and roads, more importantly, because there are plenty of people that are unqualified that think uh, certain roads should be certain places or or stri- uh, stop signs and, and more more importantly, flow of traffic, however you want to direct it and, and, and engineer and design it. There's a lot of people unqualified that are weighing in on it, and I'd just be another person adding that fucking echo chamber. Uh, so we got into a car accident, and we took stock of, you know, life. It could have been a lot worse. Her uh, She hit the uh, her window. Uh, she got rocked a little bit, but her sunglasses actually saved her eye, her left eyeball from being fractured or anything. The sunglasses saved her life. She hit her seatbelt on and everything, but we're certainly uh, looking. We're doing some crowdfunding right now for... Uh, getting a new vehicle even though uh, we were get, we were actually able to go ahead and capitalize on the opportunity sure the vehicle was shit but we went ahead and turned a profit and got $1300 out of what was uh remaining because it was only in, in the front left uh uh dri- driver's light so if you if you have the knowledge and the know-how and the tools you can definitely go ahead and fix it and we sold sold it and we're getting a new vehicle this weekend it was just one of those moments where you realize people and that live in the Bay Area that don't have vehicles. Well, this is why, and you don't really need it because you can take Bart, you know, Lyft, Uber. Uh, the public transportation system is infinitely better. So it was uh, a, a moment where we realized, you know, what she could be in the hospital. It could be a lot worse. Maybe it's just, you know, maybe accidents just happen. So thank you to the paramilitary of the of Sonoma County, the city of Santa Rosa specifically. We really appreciate you. And oh man, I got a lot to cover right now. That's for sure. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll, I, what I'm going to do because I love y'all. You guys are the greatest. You, uh, I definitely I love being being supported by whether you're local or not. I'm going to do longer than half an hour because there's a lot to cover. A lot of sports, NHL finals, NBA finals, and uh, uh, some UFC I want to talk about. More importantly, World Cup and maybe some of that tennis. Maybe, maybe if I have time, if I feel like it. Tennis is a lot of fun. It's real explosive. It's rooted in plyometrics, so it's definitely a fun sport to talk about. But I am not a sports scientist. You have to do your own fucking research. That Unless I have a sports scientist on that can really uh, discuss that with us. In that case, that'd be a great fucking show. Um, Bill Burr uh, was in Paris. I got to go ahead and listen to his podcast, and that was amazing. Uh, hearing uh, a gentleman that is definitely one a, a leader in... Uh, a leader and and a supporter because he developed the All Things Comedy Podcast Network with another godfather of uh, stand-up currently, uh, Al Madrigal. Um, I try to tune in every time, and hearing him talk about Paris while he's in Paris makes me a fellow uh, thinker, writer, just a, appreciator of cool intellectual property. It makes me want to go hang out there and look all intellectual and stupid and, and be drunk in a cafe, in his words. And maybe, you know, want to check it out because I, I like Australia a lot and I want to travel to wherever there's good stand up, wherever there's good mixed martial arts, good sport, good food, uh, fun places to think and do podcasts and maybe learn a thing or two. Maybe who knows, maybe even 
more important to be able to nerd out with people uh, about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, also known as the massive Kinkled Unicorn, or being nerd out about how it should have ended and how cool you, uh, content developers that feature their avenues, um, their avenues of it, their of, of sorry, their their work in different avenues that are maybe quote unquote fringe. You never know. How cool would it be to meet a French dude who develop, develops content and uploads it onto the fringe? Man. All right. I, how do I get... I want to get to that point where I'll be able to say to a French guy, well, it's nice to meet another fringe journalist. <laughs> a fringe French journalist. Oh, fuck yeah. So it, it's it de- definitely take a listen to that podcast if you appreciate Bill and how he thinks, and and uh, more importantly, his beats, because he he's really helped me uh, become funnier and a little more bold, and wa- also want to get out of my shell, because um, that that it takes me to uh, a very sad. Um, well, I guess I'll get to it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, or excuse me, um, friends, friends and individuals of nerd and learning. Uh, our heart goes out to anybody suffering from uh depression that needs to seek mental health in any capacity uh anthony bourdain's passing uh, i took it pretty hard actually because he was a great ambassador for mixed martial arts and i did get the chance to speak with him once upon a time ab- about jujitsu and and just more importantly uh it was uh, he was a a true gonzo journalist because uh, if you ever if you ever caught him on Joe Rogan's podcast number one thirty eight from like four years ago, they actually got to go out and talk about what it's like to be a sort of journalist these days when you're not necessarily fringe network, you know, because CNN is definitely not fringe, but the content is certainly, um, you you know, he travels and he immerses himself in culture, and you can't always delegate what's occurring culturally around. Him. And, and and the uh, late Anthony Bourdain, um, the late Anthony Bourdain. Excuse me, sorry about that. Uh, shouldn't have my phone so close. The late Anthony Bourdain did a uh, excuse me a piece with Serge Tonkin in Armenia, and they got to talk about the Armenian genocide, where the Young Turks executed 1.5 million people and then sent them out. You know, uh, that's why you meet Armenians in, in weird parts of the world because they were. Uh, they were more or less uh, kind of uh, they were forcibly removed. They were exiled from their own country uh, by the Young Turks. So it, it's definitely a sad, sad, a sad story. And it's you know the Polish can actually identify with that a little bit too. Uh, there's a lot of stories that people don't that people didn't get to tell, and uh, uh, Mr. Bourdain got to do a great job of doing that. And it's just it's too bad that. Uh, that the one of the most uh, incredible individuals in terms of how he presented information and how one episode of whatever of the content that he was featured in or his book Kink, uh, Kitchen Confidential, which is a definite must read in my opinion. He is he is a great fucking writer. I'll probably uh, do a, a book report or some or some kind of a companion content uh, about it because I'm actually reading it right now. It reminds me of Hunter S. Thompson quite a bit, but if Hunter S. Thompson was a chef. So that's why you should read it, because if you enjoy, you know, uh, Dr. Gonzo and, and Raul Duke 
and and their and their misadventures, then then I definitely suggest uh, checking out Anthony Bourdain's book, uh, Kitchen, Kitchen Confidential. So I, I I woke up at about five thirty. I felt like shit because I ate some bad chicken that morning that he died. Uh, let me go ahead and pull it up on Google real quick, and let's see. One second, I apologize. Um, so on June eighth, the morning of June eighth, uh, uh, he died in Strasbourg, France, because he, he was on the road uh, doing doing a show right uh, for CNN. And uh, I got I I checked me I always check my phone first thing, and then I saw the news on, on my Daily Mail app. Anthony Bourdain dead at sixty. What? No way. No way. I don't believe. It. So I uh, you know I stirred some more. Well, I, I stirred some more. Laid back down. Stirred again, and then I had to poop because you know I, I apparently ate some bad chicken. Took a shit and then. Fuck it, fine. I'm I'm awake. I'm awake. So I figured, all right, let me read about what's going on here. So next thing I know, I'm reading, and uh, sorry, uh, CNN's Anthony Bourdain dead at 61. Uh, the author of Kitchen Confidential and 2000, Medium Raw, 2010, No, Re- no Reservations, Around the World, 2007, Bone of the Throat, 95, A Book's Tour, 2001, and a ton of other works, and his... Uh, girlfriend at the time, Asia Argento, was in Rome. Um, there, there is some speculation of what was going on with her as to why he would be depressed about something. I'm not going to go into that because maybe they had it. Maybe they were cool with, you know, if you're on the road, meet something cute, you know, hang it out, whatever. I, I don't want to speculate in places where speculation is just going to be echo chambery. Uh, that, you know, uh, that there's a little more important things to discuss. Uh, his body's being cremated uh, in France, uh, because well, that's probably what 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 people thought would be best. I mean, don't don't cremate me somewhere. I'm dead. What the fuck do I care? I can't prove that in the afterlife. But I, you know, I'm really disappointed in you for cremating me there. I didn't like that place all that much. Fuck you. <laughs> so if if you know me, don't do that. Um, and it was about so, and it was about seven in the morning finally. And then Jordan got up, and you know, I was I was all right, but then she, she did her thing. She went to work because I, I was off that day. And then next thing I know, I just I just felt I was just catching the news, you know, uh, reading news and just stares, reading and reading and reading and feeling and feeling and feeling. And then next thing I know, I'm crying and crying and crying because. Uh, after I realized what uh, Anthony Bourdain meant to me, it was it was certainly clear that we lost a gem of not just a mind, but of someone that could really observe without an opinion, think without expressing his mind inappropriately. Excuse me, think without expressing their mind inappropriately. Make, make that gender neutral, and more importantly, cook like he was cooking for people that meant a lot to him or appreciate food that it was being served by people that he knew for it because the way that he presented himself in a situation was uh, true of uh, uh, gonzo journalism and that his his response was the story so you got to see him live the story while he was talking about so you got to see him live the events while he's talking about the events so at the end of it it's a cool 
essay article type that's a visual essay or, or a visual article, which I think is why uh, content that you find on YouTube that's, you know, cool ten, uh, a cool 10 minutes that's really interesting and that isn't clickbaity, um, that, that, that's why journalism in this capacity is, is really accessible now because you have people like Anthony Bourdain being trailblazers for new IP to come that can help introduce people to new, new think, new ways of life and better mental health because he was a major, major, major jujitsu proponent. Uh, Rogan talked, talked about at length that whenever they were, they were hanging out, he was addicted to, to uh, jujitsu. Anthony Bourdain was, he would seek out other people to do jujitsu with every day. Because he got fat, and then his doctors, you know, they said, "Yo, you know, you're doing all this. You should probably do something about it." And then he lost all the weight uh, via mixed martial arts. And his uh, his uh, spouse Octavia Busia, uh, they were they were together for nine years. She was a, she's an MMA fighter now. She's an MMA coach. So she introduced him to it and just kind of you know blew his mind and helped him develop further and find the great avenues for mental health. Or rather, an outlet of mental health, and 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 make, uh, it did the same thing for him that it did for me. It saved him, you know. MMA saved his life. It's just another story of how mixed martial arts saved somebody's life, and then next thing you know, it kind of consumes you because it gives you an outlet for all this crazy, all this craziness that you don't necessarily know how to delegate and work through, and and that's what uh you know. Don't get me wrong. However you want to therapize, do it. Promote mental health within yourself, however you want to. Uh, just for some reason, guys, uh, excuse me, individuals like us respond better to a combat sport than I think uh, some other people do because it just gives us the adrenaline and the intensity, but also it gives us the discipline and the home to be with all these fucking maniacs of individuals. But then we all get along and we get all the shit out. And next thing you know, you're much more pleasant to be with because you have the proper avenues to release whatever or explore whatever or, or be able to really do some explosive range of motion that makes you feel incredible but also powerful and choking people out is really fucking fun. Or tearing someone's shoulder to pieces to fucking shreds. That's a lot of fun too. So there's a lot of capacities that, um, that mixed martial arts, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai... I mean, there's so many uh, avenues of think. Jeet Kune Do, as well, you, you hear about that a lot. A lot. Karate, kickboxing. Um, let's see. Um, uh, taekwondo is another common practice as well. I can't let us forget that. Uh, so, uh, cheers to our friend, uh, Anthony Bourdain. I'm definitely going to miss uh, all that work, buddy. Uh, so I'll see you on the other side, and we'll definitely go out and talk about some writing and work that would definitely be a lot of, a lot of fun to explore with you. Uh, so to, to Anthony Bourdain. On that note, I don't smoke the fucking bowl here. Oh man, mental health. Mental health month was month. Uh, sorry, it was nice. <coughs> it was in May, all May, and <coughs> it's Pride Month. We talked about pride because there was a <coughs> Sonoma County pride kind of kicked it off. I do suggest catching Michelle Wolf's <coughs> Wolf's new show after uh, her her savagery 
uh, and just her meanness that we needed to see at the White House Correspondence Center. Netflix pulled the trigger for her, and she's been working a lot, lot of, long time in the scene in L.A. and in New York all over, so definitely be sure to check that out if you want, you know, someone's fresh perspective and opinion on Me Too and Time's Up, because, well, it's, it's good to have people that, you know, uh, are, are exactly what the industry is afraid of. It's good to have those voices be heard because that that's super important. And I, I believe with that, uh, that we can actually finally cover some of this goddamn NHL sweep. Oh my goodness. Uh, Ovechkin, congratulations to you, buddy. I'm definitely proud of the Washington Capitals. I could live in D.C. because the, I mean... Who wouldn't want to live in D.C. for a little bit? The, the historically, the East Coast. All right. First of all, the East Coast is kind of where it all started for for uh, immigrants. Don't get me wrong. The indigenous peoples, the First Nation, whatever you want to call them here. I mean, it's theirs for sure. So I don't want to argue with that. But D.C. is definitely uh, has a rich history to it. And now, now that I know that there's not just a great hockey, but also a ton of... Uh, mixed martial arts and there's some incredible comedy you know throughout the entirety of that region I, w I definitely could spend some time there and get to know the scene a little better because any championship city is definitely worth uh taking your time to appreciate and uh the vegas gold knights i certainly want to go ahead and thank you for a valiant effort i called it from the very beginning of the season when i first saw you play boom they go to stanley cup they just might do it dog no, 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 they didn't do it, but they certainly got real close. Uh, they just could not penetrate that Ovechkin offense and defense, man. I couldn't believe uh, what, what I was seeing with uh, how the, well, first of all, it was, it was Holtby. Holtby was an incredible goalie for the Capitals the entire season, and Marc-Andre Fleury did a great job too, but uh, the Capitals, excuse me, uh, just kept all that pressure on Fleury. And Flurry can only do so much, and you can have your defenders do so much because that puck luck. Well, that's that's what can if you can capitalize on it in a, in a capacity that is highly frequent, then you're just going to go ahead and be able to dominate. So congratulations! And that uh, I I was looking at highlights of the parade in Washington. It certainly was uh, a great. It's a great movement for our country to see the capital uh, of our of our fair United States have something come together uh, in the capacity that look NHL is cool people I don't think uh, now it's time that you can really pay attention because what 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 did they do the capitals uh, the capitals hung in there with Ovechkin for almost 20 years and then he finally got his season. And it was definitely um, after the midseason trades, making the purchases and the trades they did. That I think that's what is what really did the trick because then the team just came together and just had this. If you were to look at it on a graph, you know that they had maybe eight, like it would be ten steps forward, a half step back, and then it, you would just be able to adapt and adjust your your drills and how the team communicates and just being being able to really go ahead. And fuck some shit up because your team is, for some reason, almost passing the puck like a laser. Though I would love to see light hockey, laser light hockey. I'm pretty sure I would have a seizure. 
but that would certainly be fun. Come on, why isn't this working? Uh, I'm trying to pull up the parade right now, but th this is an ellipse and it's, it's an RSS. So let's move on. Uh, NBA, congratulations to our Golden State Warriors. Oh my God, dude, they fucking swept dog. Did you see that? Did you see LeBron? Did you see his crushed face because the, all all the Golden State Warriors were were like Iron Man Buster the Hulk Buster suit, but LeBron Busters. <laughs> it was brutal. I could not believe uh, that that series. And then that final game, just the Warriors just took off with the lead. Oh my God, four to zero. And now LeBron is talking about going over to where. I can't believe it. He's he's in talks with uh, LA Lakers. I believe it is. Um, let's see the starters. LA enticing to LeBron. I'll pull up the article real quick so that way I don't misquote myself here. Where will LeBron go? Uh, yeah, it looks like he's uh, his sights are set on Los Angeles because they they have the kind of money that it that it takes to go ahead and capitalize on purchasing people that might otherwise be a little out of the price range. So I, I definitely, I definitely want to go ahead and, uh, sorry. Uh, and, uh, sorry, go, he's going this summer, uh, to, to a, a different franchise. I'm not necessarily sure if it's for the regular season or if it's for three on three, but three on three does look kind of fun. So if you, if you get a chance and if it's in your town, Definitely check out some three on three NBA because these these people they're still working. Do you think that some? Do you think that these hockey players and the NHL uh, for specifically are finished after the NHL season's over? Fuck no, dude. They go on to play on international leagues. They go to play in uh, non televised leagues, summer leagues. Some of them even go on to play some field hockey here and there. All the while maintaining a discipline, a, a lot of discipline with whatever. Uh, exercises that they do outside of hockey so you're always busy and and it's making it's it makes a lot of sense why three on three would be a thing because i'm sure these these uh individuals that play ball also uh want to go ahead and play ball elsewhere so congrats to the warriors i don't know if they're playing anywhere this summer uh, the, uh congrats to kevin durant got mvp uh for that sweep so congratulations on your incredibly successful first season with the Golden State Warriors. And that parade was certainly a blast. Um, Comic-Con, I got to go ahead and check out Friday at Comic-Con. Uh, and it was also the parade. So that, that was a lot of fun. And I definitely appreciate everybody that made it out uh, to, um, to SFC, SFCC. Uh, Nolan North, uh, thank you very much for uh, your time and the talks. If you have, if you haven't seen, they're on, they're available on YouTube, and uh, the cut that that first place cosplay. Oh my God, that was amazing! So, and and long, long story short, the Imaginam Agency did a great job uh, with San Francisco Comic Con this year. Uh, I'm sure, even though it was in Oakland, I mean, oh no, and it was the Oakland Parade and SF Comic Con at the same time at the uh, uh, event center uh, on East, on Broadway. So God forbid two incredible things happening at once. So that was certainly a lot of fun. Uh, I did uh, really appreciate how many independent artists were at SFCC this year. 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to do a article. I'm developing an article specifically for, I don't want to take up too much time on the podcast. We do have more to talk about because we got to get to UFC 225. Uh, Yoel Romero totally should have won that fucking fight against Robert Whitaker. That's what I saw. I had three rounds to Robert's two. Uh, so it's definitely unfair and I don't appreciate uh, what what the commission and what some of these judges are doing because that was bullshit. And uh, there, uh, Conor McGregor's controversy uh, lately. Uh, he had, he had his court appearance. I know what that's like. Um, and he he made a statement. He apologized to the city of Brooklyn and to the UFC and the fighters uh, on on the record. So not not in not in person. Uh, and it, it sounds like. Because uh, his next his next quarter appearance, quarter appearance is on July 26th, so it sounds like he's gonna go ahead and just pay a hefty fine and have to be uh, you know, eat some crow, pay a fine, maybe make a few appearances that you don't necessarily like, and go ahead and move the fuck on, and not not throw a dolly through a goddamn window ever again. <laughs> what? Where are you thinking? And I actually wanted to go ahead and let me see. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up that USC T25 card right now. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a split decision between uh, uh, Romero and Whitaker and Whitaker's way. CM Punk and Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson actually just got fired by Dana White because he could have finished the fight and he was just kind of dragging it out. CM Punk and CM Punk. Uh, uh, Shad made a good point that you don't want to necessarily worry. Uh, you don't want to say that someone has heart like that when they're getting their ass beat because then you're encouraging people that aren't that great to go into the octagon and possibly end up with a lot more punishment and damage that might be life-altering. So he said we need to be careful about saying who has heart and who doesn't. He just doesn't have skill, and he, just, he didn't have the brains to get the fuck out of there and maybe tap due to strikes. He just kept getting lit up, man. It, it was it was ridiculous. Um, uh, Alistair Overeem and Curtis Blades. Uh, Curtis Blades dominated Alistair Overeem, and it was a TKO. Uh, um, and he also got fight of the night, which is a fifty thousand dollar fight bonus. So g- congratulations to you, uh, Curtis Blades. His road to the title is definitely getting interesting. Um. Uh, Let's see, because I didn't get to see every fight, unfortunately. Uh, Kobe Covington versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, it's no secret. I don't like Kobe Covington. I don't know what he's trying to do to, to market himself, but it's, it's certainly not working. It reminds me of my big brother. Not a good thing. Uh, and RDA, uh, too bad for too bad for him. Uh, it, w- it was a, uh, it was I, I wouldn't say a close fight, but it certainly was Covington's fight. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, after after this event, uh, rather in terms of title defense with Colby, with with Covington, but he certainly won. And sometimes the good guy doesn't win. Sometimes the bad guy wins, and he's certainly not a good guy. And all the stuff that he's saying about me and the leader of the free world and Donald Trump. I'm just, oh my God, man! Come on, go nerd and learn something. Go read. Fuck. Maybe astrophysics can make you better. Piece of shit. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Let's see. Because I, I believe that takes me to the World Cup 2018. I did catch that Russia game today. 5-0. to zero. Saudi Arabia must have let their, left their cleats 
and and their playbook at home because they weren't running very well and they couldn't capitalize on the ball's location and that ball luck that is highly crucial for uh, original football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. I suppose we'll call it football because there's no football on right now, American football rather, because uh, that ball's in the air. So you need to be able to be in a position that you can have whatever necessary body parts in the position to capitalize on being able to pass and then get that quick strike of a kick to kick that ball and create some weird, crazy physics that almost defy the law of physics completely so you can win. And Russia, probably with the help of the World Anti-Doping Agency, if you haven't seen Icarus yet, that documentary, you need to check it out. Um, they look great, and, and their team captain, I believe, is 40 years old, or the oldest player to ever ever step foot on World Cup football grass. Uh, so congratulations to that gentleman. Uh, I'm actually really excited to see Germany perform again on Sunday uh, because they will be defending their title. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a new year, but they won in 2014 uh, against, against Argentina. And Argentina plays on Saturday at 6 a.m. I will certainly watch that game because it's against Iceland. And that's going to be a fucking match to behold. Win probability, 71% uh, to Argentina, 10% to Iceland. Uh, Draw is 19% probability. I'll give that to Argentina because they're probably not happy with uh, how their performance uh, uh, cost them the title for that uh, final 2014 match. Um, Let's just go over the card real quick. Uh, Tomorrow at 8 a.m., Morocco and Iran. uh, And at 3 a.m. tomorrow, on on Saturday, rather, uh, the 16th, France and Australia. Uh, That Australia's uh, football clubs aren't usually great, but that's still going to be a lot of fun to watch, um, as I am a fan of France. And apparently want to live in Australia for at least a little bit. Uh, France win 77% over Australia's 8% uh, probability of winning. So definitely in, you, the French will certainly enjoy that one. Uh, this Egypt and Uruguay match, that's at 5 a.m. in the morning tomorrow. Uh, I, I think it looks in- interesting, but Uruguay is, is prospected to win by, well, 61%. Their direction 14% goes to... Uh, um, Egypt and 25% to the draw because uh, that's always possible. And if there's a quarter of hundred percent possibility, then those odds are better than Egypt winning. <laughs> it's going Uruguay draw Egypt. If there, if there was any quantification or ranking that you need to apply and then Portugal and Spain at 11 AM tomorrow, I don't want to go car shopping. I want to watch that game. Uh, 46% uh, to Spain, 25% to Portugal, 29% draw. So this is actually going to be interesting to catch because Portugal might be able to cause an upset. And who knows? Maybe surprise everybody. And Group D, Argentina, Iceland on Saturday uh, the 16th. Let me make sure that that's everything through. Let's see. Yes. All right. And then Sunday, uh, 11 a.m., Brazil and Switzerland. After Brazil's crushing loss, soul-crushing loss to Germany, uh, 7-1. to And that was uh, for the quarterfinals. 
and and whoever won that got to move on to to the final. Rather, yeah, yeah. What? No, semifinal. Oh, fuck. I don't. I don't know soccer that well yet. Uh, sixty-nine percent to Brazil, twenty percent draw Switzerland with an eleven with a low eleven percent probability of winning. Um, that's going to definitely be a lot of fun if you want to go ahead and see one team dominate another. That's for sure. Uh, Germany uh, plays Mexico at 8 a.m. Excuse me, 8 a.m. on Sunday the 17th. Germany has 65% chance of winning, 21% draw, 14% to Mexico. But you never know, man. The, 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 whoever's defending the title may not show up. You never know. I've seen Stranger Things and... Actually, I haven't seen Stranger Things Season 2. And that takes us through Sunday. So I'll go ahead and uh, talk about the Monday games on Monday because I'll, I'm going to cover probably the World Cup throughout throughout, and do some bonus episodes here and there. Uh, so perfect. 37 minutes. Awesome. Getting better and better each podcast. Cut through the fat, right? All right. We, uh, we talked about this. We talked about that. Um, we need to talk about... Some news. Uh, Donald Trump shook hands with uh, Kim Jong-un. Craziest thing I've ever seen. Say what you will about the individuals, but they still shook hands, and maybe there's a peace, maybe there's a conspiracy, maybe there's a peace conspiracy. I don't know. But it's certainly strange things occurring right now, that's for sure. And I certainly... uh, I don't. I don't want to say this or say that or making a develop. Sorry, de- have an opinion when I haven't really developed one because I've barely observed it. Uh, so what I will say is, as Americans, we should definitely be trying to have the best solution possible for the future. And I think that's the uh, that's the problem with with politics is people get caught up in all the opinion without and and when you could just when you could observe and maybe be better at develop your observational skills and analytical skills and research by reading as opposed to just developing an opinion because you have a lack of reading occurring. And that's my only advice on that. But I I will say um, it's strange that it's also around Trump's birthday, 72nd birthday. And then Ivanka, she's been missing. I mean, quote unquote missing. Who knows? She might be a robot. I don't want to call that individual robot, though, because it's not her fault that the Russians managed candidate her and made her this weird Westworld-like robot. It sucks, man. It sucks to be her. I definitely would not that want that job. And I don't know when the last time I saw her happy was. It's so wild, man. This, this White House, this presidency, this staff, whoever's you know the seat holder, if you will, their life is so put on blast. It's pretty weird, man. I don't like it. I don't like it. But let's move on. There's other news that I definitely want to go ahead and check out. Um, this 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 particular piece, uh, world's oldest rainforest frogs found in amber. Uh, and this is on nationalgeographic.com. It was exhilarating to hold these small fossils up to light to reveal the frogs within. Uh, this lump of amber from Myanmar holds a tiny frog that lived alongside the dinosaurs. 
uh, by John Pick Pickrell, published June 14, 2018. More than a third of the 7,000-odd living species of frogs and toads are found in rainforests around the world. I did not know that, but the fossil record for amphibians from these kinds of wet uh, tropical environments has been almost non-existent, leaving paleontologists with few clues to their early evolution. Now, lumps of amber dating back to the Cretaceous period have revealed a set of four tiny tropical frogs that lived alongside the dinosaurs, making them the oldest frog fossils of their kind. Wow! What a time to be alive! The specimens include the remains of an ancient frog complete enough to be described as a new species called Electorana uh, L-I-M-O-A-E Limoy 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 Des Moines It's, it's Des Moines. I'm joking. <laughs> it was exhilarating to, hit, to hold these fossils up to the light to reveal the frogs within, says, says David Blackburn, a paleontologist at the Florida Museum of, Na of, Natural, Science, of Natural History in, in Gainesville. We have a few small and intact fossil frogs, and the primary specimen of Electrorana is a rare find. Um, see, I don't want to read the whole article, because you can go check it out for yourself. And illustration, they do have, they have illustrations of what they looked like, and they look pretty big when they were fully hydrated that's pretty wild man wild man the 99 million year old frogs come from the same number same amber deposits in northern Myanmar that have produced many exquisite fossils including a dinosaur tail a couple of baby birds intact bird wings and countless insects bits of, of bamboo velvet worms and, and aquatic spiders are also found in this amber suggests that Cretate the Cretaceous environment was a rainforest, since similar species are commonly found in wet tropical forests today. The DEXU Dezu Institute of Paleontology in Zhaozhou uh, acquired the frog specimens as donations from private Chinese fossil collectors. Black market, motherfuckers. The, the Institute had three of the fossils for some years. Jing says but they contained only frog forelimbs and the impression of a headless body missing a skeleton, a miracle, quote-unquote, donation of a larger and more complete specimen in 2010 made their latest research possible. It had decomposed mildly, but you could even observe the very good skeletal structure with the naked eye, Gene says. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, Real-life Jurassic Park is about to occur. What the fuck is John Hammond? Richard Attenborough's dead. I know that. But goddammit, these crazy scientists... These dead name crazy scientists. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll get something kind of related to that here in a moment. Uh, man running for mayor killed in Mexico. 16th candidate dead. The mayor of a small town in western Mexico who is running for re-election has been killed. The 16th candidate murdered ahead of the July 1st elections. The governor of the Michoacan state says we will not rest until we find those responsible for this regrettable act. Uh, the governor of... Uh, what are you doing? No. Sorry, folks. One second. Whoa. Dude is murdered. Why is there so much political unrest in Mexico? I don't get it. Uh, governor Silvano Arreas said Alejandro Chavez Zavala died while being treated for wounds suffered in the shooting attack Thursday. His wife was also wounded. Chavez Zavala was running for re-election in, in Tarantan for a coalition led by the Conservative National Action Party. The party wrote in a tweet that we demand justice, rapid investigations, and results in the case. 
Those killed have been mostly local candidates for town councils and mayorships. Mexico will also elect the president and nine governors on July 1st. Wow. That's fucking brutal. Uh, that was on yahoo.com from the Associated Press. Let's see. Any other current events that I really that I should really cover? Uh, Guatemala. I'm really, my heart goes out to all those people that are suffering. I definitely want to apologize for anyone that is directly affected by it that might be in my sphere of influence. It, it's, it's certainly a bummer uh, that there's uh, little we can do about volcanoes. And, oh, goodness, uh, brain-eating amoeba found in the Louisiana water system. June 13th, 2018 on Um Huma, Louisiana, a potentially uh, deadly brain-eating amoeba has been found again in Terrebonne Parish, Louisiana. The independent testing returned, and po- uh, returned positive results for nail... nail N-A-E-G-L-E-R-I-A Fowlery which causes fatal brain swelling and tissue uh, destruction in the community of Point Ocean according to WWL-TV as well as The Courier. Wow. Uh, That's fucked up. Go check that out if you want to know about brain-eating amoebas. (laughs) Oh my god. What the fuck, man? Is this the zombie apocalypse? Where's Clementine? All right, let's see. Um, I think that's it for news because I don't want to cover that much more news. Um, E motherfucking three. Day six of three because E3 is apparently a week long now. Uh, Oh, my God. I got my passes for E3 2019. I could not make it this year, but I was certainly uh, happy of what I'm seeing at E3 this year. Oh my god. So my top picks so far for titles I'm most uh, most anticipating Last of Us 2 Days Gone uh, Fallout 76 Death Stranding uh, Ghost of Sushiti or, or Sushiri, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and uh, the new Halo. Oh my god, I can't believe what, what, what I've seen at E3 this year. I definitely want to, you should go check it out, it's all on YouTube. I definitely think that you should uh, get hip with, every, with uh, everything that is um, that what that was revealed. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Looks in fuck incredible. You can play as Cloud. I know that. So I'm certainly not. I'm not bummed out about that one at all. Uh, let me see here. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, Boom. All right, perfect. Uh, uh, and of course, oh, I almost forgot. Um, my most immediate excitement is probably Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, because it's the son of Marston. Ooh, I can't wait to see him get his revenge. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'll cover E3 a little bit more after I get kind of caught up. There are some conferences that I, have, I haven't been, been been able to catch. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I think I definitely need to stay in my lane. 
what when talking about such things but i definitely want to encourage you to do your research and check out all the wonderful gaming news for e3 also 11 11 looks fucking amazing spider uh, uh playstation 4 spider-man is canonical with the mcu you're gonna see miles morales in it so there's definitely a lot of research that you should do on your own i should have to do it for you um that i believe about does it because well i'll i'll close with this uh we watched jurassic world i got to go to, to a premiere it was lovely uh and i don't I'll, I'll i will speak about it spoiler free um they wanted to hit a lot of beats that were that would make people feel how do we make dinosaurs likable how do we make them more intelligent more importantly how do we communicate that we're going to see Chris Pratt ride a raptor? His velociraptor, blue. Well, you don't see that, unfortunately. You don't see him. You don't see him ride a velociraptor, but you do see Jessica Chastain ride a goddamn T Rex. That is pretty cool. That's the only spoiler I'll give you. Um, they wanted to speak more about the climate change and how, if a species was brought back to life, would it be moral? Or to be morally relative, or would you be practicing moral relativism if, if we just let these creatures die? If we could do something about it and save these creatures, or should we let, you know, uh, these de-extinct creatures be extinct again? And it's a great question to ask, especially because with the questions that Westworld is, is asking right now, Mind you, those are both Michael Crichton IPs. So Michael Crichton was always willing to ask the hard questions about what is and is not moral and what is and is not playing God. Well, if, you're, if your creation can kill you, that's definitely developing work. That's something that you developed and it's sentient life. But does that necessarily mean that you're playing God? I don't know. I'm not a deity, but these are the questions that we are asking ourselves during this new film. And what I've noticed uh, that seems to be fluid with Michael Crichton is that he likes to go ahead and make people think, what is programming? Sure, you can design the physical contents that make a creature a creature, but the intellectual components, you know, the, the actual mind, you can only program that so much before it is no longer and originally what you designed i think and dinosaurs clearly in this one they learn which is great because learning is super important for it for any sentient life even a cat or a dog they dream so it means they're learning right so in westworld you, you see that occur as well you see them start to be more sentient and start learning and being able to remember. So I think what this latest film was asking us, and I'll close with it, is if something can remember, do we not have a responsibility to see that it survives? Or do we need to first observe and perform analytical research and data and go and scour through hours of data and, and work and literature and read what past what the past uh speaks to us through you know 
scholarly works and science and whatnot. Because history repeats itself, and those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. It's a hell of a thought, because that suggests that in Jurassic and in with you know Jurassic World, there might be a Westworld type place where something bad occurred, and historically, we did it again, but on a larger scale. That would be interesting to see. And and uh, see all, all of Michael Crichton's canonical work be in canon with Jurassic World, and also at the same time asking some tough questions. That's the episode, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out. I'm glad that you did. Uh, it was an hour. It was it was almost it was a little long this one, but we definitely needed to talk about a lot. There's a lot going on in the world right now. It's, it's a strange place. Uh, also, go to check out Adam Ray's uh, and uh, Brad Williams' podcast about last night on the All Things Comedy Podcast Network. They got Sandra Bullock on, and she got to talk about Ocean's 8 a little bit, being a, a modern mom. And more importantly, she got to really open up in a, in a capacity that I remember why I'm a fan of cool people that do philanthropic work and use their platforms that they've developed for good. So be sure to check that out, because that was it, 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 it was enlightening, man. It was. It, sure, it certainly helped me. Uh, that's the episode. I love all of you folks, and um, uh, my my nerders, my learners, uh, everyone nerding and learning. That's right. You know what we're gonna close out with? We're gonna close out with a perfect circle. The new record. Um, Eat the elephant. Go ahead, check it out. You won't regret it. I certainly am not enjoying. Uh, sorry, I, I'm certainly enjoying it, and I'm not regretting it at all. Uh, here's the title track from uh, Eat the Elephant, uh, title track of the, the Titch of the Trek, if you will. Boom. Not that. Not that at all. By the way, this episode sponsored by Modelo. Modelo will take you places. We sponsor cool engineers. <laughs> all right.